Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everyone. This is Nancy with Living Relationships God's Way. Thank you for joining us. This week, my topic is about standing firm. Sounds simple, doesn't it? Standing firm. But in today's world, it is not easy to stand firm, especially because of the issues that are going on in our world. Daily, no matter where we live, we read about something tragic going on in our world. No matter what country we live in, no matter what language we speak, we may read about tragedies, serious issues, wars between religions, wars over territory, over land, arguments between families, arguments within our churches, arguments with one denomination against another. And for many of us, if we follow God's word, which tells us to stand firm, there will be times that we feel as if we're standing in the middle and we are going to be torn apart. Picture a person standing with their right arm out and their left arm out and people tugging on their right arm and people tugging on their left arm. And they just keep tugging and tugging and tugging. If we stand firm in the middle as God calls us to stand, there will be times that we feel as if we're going to be torn in pieces. It may be an issue in God's word that you are standing on and standing on and standing on. But there are people around us that disagree. We have those on the right and those on the left. They disagree with one another and they begin to pull on us and pull on one another. And the person in the middle is trying to stand firm according to God's word. This week, I believe the word that the Lord gave to me to share with anyone who listens to this is as believers in Jesus Christ. If we have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are called to stand firm. I don't even need to list the battles that are going on today. I don't need to go into the details because it depends on where we live, how the fierce, the physical war is. But no matter where we live, as a believer in Jesus Christ, there is a spiritual war that is going on. We read in the book of Ephesians in the New Testament, chapter 6. 
beginning with verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Here is our key to what this battle is about and where it begins. Many times we believe and we think in our mind, and we even play it out in our conversations, that the battle is against the person that is standing in front of us or the group of people that is standing in front of us or the people that are different than us or the people that we don't agree with. But if we are a believer in Jesus Christ and we have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we can be assured in verse 12, chapter 6 of Ephesians, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So when we feel as if we cannot stand firm, this means we are in a spiritual battle. There is a war going on around us that we cannot see. We can turn on the news no matter where we live and many of us can click into a live feed and see destruction going on. This we see with our physical eyes, but there is also a spiritual war going on that we cannot see. But the one we're seeing with our physical eyes is promoted and started by the dark forces from the war that we cannot see. According to verse 11, the devil has his schemes and we must stand against them. For instance, as a woman, the battle through the years has been very, very fierce to destroy the call that God has placed on my life. And to destroy the call, he uses people. You may be asking, how do you destroy a call? How do you destroy something that God has placed on the life of another believer? The call is the purpose, the direction, the directive that God has given us to do. And he uses the gifts that he has given us to carry it out. So for instance, at the age of 32, I received Christ. And immediately, I began to study God's word. No one pressured me to do it. I just did. That's what was birthing inside of me. What I am doing years later began years ago. But I didn't know how God was going to use it. But I also didn't know how hard the enemy was going to fight against me to stop me from doing what God was calling me to do at that moment and what he had for me in the future. Currently, you're listening to my voice. This is part of the call from long ago. Now, there are, all there are people out there that don't want us to use the word call. We can find books on both sides. But I am comfortable in using this word because I know that call was 
the call was, Nancy, this is where I'm taking you. This is where you're going. But the big battle began to be fierce immediately because I do not come from a Christian background where I was taught what happens when God calls a woman to begin to teach, to begin to speak, to begin to stand up in front of other people and talk about the word of God. As soon as I did, the war began and it was an unknown war for me because I received Jesus at 32. By the age of 35, I am standing up in front of people. People are inviting me to come and speak to them about a trip that I um, had taken and also ask me to speak and share about my life. I said yes, because I believed this is what I was to do. But I didn't know that the enemy would begin to use people against me as a woman. And people began immediately to ask me questions about, do you have a degree? Do you have this? Do you have that? I did not know I needed to have a degree before I said yes to someone when they would invite me to speak. I did not know that leaders would come to me and begin to say, Nancy, you are going to have a very hard time with this gift in this denomination because we change very slowly. Now, I have no denominational background at that time. All I know is someone invited me to a church a Christian church. Eventually I received Jesus Christ and I started following and doing what I knew I was to do. And people discipled me and I began to grow and I began to speak more. And I also recall someone inviting me to come into an area to speak to a small group of singles. Now remember, I don't know that there are certain denominations that it's okay for women to preach and to teach the word of God to a mixed group. I know none of that. All I am doing is what God is calling me to do and going where people invite me to go. I'm not seeking anything out. So I'm invited to this singles group and then it's very small and I began to speak and they also asked me to sing. They requested me to sing a song. And at that time I was beginning to uh, sing as a vocalist. So I began to sing and I began to speak. And then eventually I sat down with this leader and he was very, very kind. Even at that time, as a pastor, he was seeing my gifts and he was saying, Nancy, I feel so bad. Because if I was in a denomination, now remember, I am only three years into being a believer. But he's saying to me things that I don't understand why this is a problem. Nietzsche, if I had the budget and I was in a different denomination, I would bring you in here as my associate and I would allow you to preach. But I can't. So I asked him a question and he began to explain why and how they believe in this area. So... Even though that did not happen, and I don't even remember this man's name, this was years ago, but these situations continued to come up in my life, and now as I look back, I know, even as a young believer in my 30s, 
that this struggle was not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms, is what has happened to me through the years, as God called me as a woman, the battle, that war that goes on around us that we do not see, took place between me and other believers. So as what I began to do within the denomination where God had placed me, I began to learn, don't fight against what's here, just listen and where I am invited to go. Years later, in my 50s, this is still an issue. I'm not the only woman struggling with this issue. But in this issue, God has taught me to stand firm to not give up. And I have traveled to many, many places. But there was a time that there have been people behind the scenes, just like those who riled up people against Paul that we read about in the book of Acts, where there were people that stirred up the people against them where some of the Jews made false charges against Paul in Acts 21, 27 through 40. They stirred up the people against him, and he ended up in prison. Now, I haven't ended up in prison, but there have been days that I felt like I have, I'm in prison. And finally, a few years ago, I knew this issue is not going to go away until Jesus returns. It's not because there's something I am wrong although I do make mistakes, just like anyone else, but where I'm looking at the woman issue, this issue is not going to go away. It's going to exist until Jesus returns and takes us home, or he takes me home before he returns. And it is something that the enemy uses to divide us. He divides us through our denomination. He divides us uh, men against women. He divides us this group against that group. And we are living in a time and God is calling us to stand firm. When I travel, these are the words, no matter where I am, that I try to begin with. The Bible is the Bible is the Bible. And it has taken me many, many years to become comfortable with the call that God placed on my life long ago. But where I stand today is in the words, stand firm. You may not be called to do what I am talking about today. Your purpose may be in the work. Your purpose may be your call where you are to be home with your children whether you are a man or a woman. You may be a school teacher. You may be a bus But along with these titles for your employment, you are a believer in Jesus Christ and you have received Jesus Christ and he has called you to stand firm. Because no matter where we are with our life, it's not just for those that God sets in leadership positions that the enemy desires to destroy 
or has meaning to destroy it. He stepped up the war against all believers. He speaks against you day and night and night and day, 24-7. He is the accuser. He accuses you before God. But when we receive Jesus Christ because of Jesus dying on the cross for us and he shed his blood for us, we are forgiven. So the enemy can stand there and accuse us of all different awful things before the Lord where we can't hear it, we can't see it. God said, no, my son died. They received him. You may accuse 24 but my grace. So we are living in a season, friends, that we must stand firm. I have lots of practice in standing firm. There were times when people hit me head on with cruel, cruel words. When I was volunteering for a very, very large event that was going on, and it went on for two months. And I loved this event because it gave me an opportunity to meet people that had not received Jesus Christ yet, and they were not attending a church. It gave me the opportunity to meet the children and meet the families and just roam around for two months with people. But in between that, the accusations that came my way as a woman were very, very quiet. I could be sitting in a corner and those accusations did not come. From the people that I am meeting, they were coming from people that I knew, and someone, I certainly call this, looked at me and said, so what exactly is God going to do with you? Meaning the gifts that God had given me and what I was going to school for. Or walking through an area and people are laughing. But God taught me through all of this to stand firm. And the most difficult part right now is God took me to a place to stand firm and stand in the middle of people where this is the area made up of a group of people who were the ones that laughed at me, who were the ones that spoke words into my life and my heart that hurt very deep. They no longer say these words, but I believe God placed me back in the middle of this group of people to teach me to stand firm, but also to forgive. Things have changed. Women are now in leadership positions. Women are now preaching and teaching, but I was never allowed but I stood firm in what God called me to do for him. And he found a way around all of And instead of placing me in one small little area, in a particular area of our city, he sent me out to the world. This war has not stopped against people, male or female, may still walk up to me and say, Many times I say nothing back because it's not for me to do. 
It's not for me to remind the person that came to me years ago and was against me as a woman, even when they were a woman. And now they are in a position that they disagreed with. And for me to stand firm in forgiveness. We don't think of standing firm in the area of forgiveness, do we? But I have chosen to forgive. Because if I don't, God will not forgive me. And also, my focus will be on something that is very, very old. In fact, I can repeat this right now and share it without any pain in my heart. The Holy Spirit has healed me in that area. So tonight, I encourage you to stand firm. Your story is probably different than mine. Your story is not the same as Paul's story. Your story is not the same as Esther's story. As Esther, in the Old Testament, was required to stand firm. She made a decision to go before the king, knowing that she could die, but she stood firm. Many of us who hear my voice right now may never be in a situation that requires you to speak up if you could die. But you may be required day after day after day to stand firm as a believer in Jesus Christ in the area of where you live. You may be required as a woman to stand firm and not abandon what God's called you. And when you become discouraged, and you will, and when you feel really discouraged and something may be said to you that's very painful, Many times, this is a tactic of the enemy to render us ineffective in what God's given us to do. And when we begin to feel this, this is where we must be on our guard and remember and go to Ephesians chapter 6 and start at verse 10 and read through verse 20. And we must put on that armor of God before we are attacked. Someone going into war doesn't go into war and say, oh, I need to put on my armor now. I need to get my gun. I need to get my breastplate or whatever that is. Or if it's someone that drives a tank, oh, I'm going into war now. Oh, I forgot my tank. I better go get it. No, they prepare for war. We are in a spiritual war. There are wars going on in our world, but the war I'm speaking of tonight is the spiritual battle. There have been times the spiritual battle for me has brought me to my knees and flat on my face. In and it is the battle in the area of being a woman. And I remember looking at someone years ago and I was crying and said, you know, you can work with me. You can mentor me. You can disciple me in every area of my life. You can, you can work with me and want me to change A and B and C and D. But there is something you will never be able to change. You will never be able to change that God created me as a woman. And that this is what he placed inside of me as my gift. And these are the gifts 
that he is calling me to use and I will continue to use them. So I never fight against someone to try and go somewhere where I'm not welcome or I'm not invited. Everywhere I have ever opened my mouth publicly, I have been invited. Yes, you will find my information out online of what I do and sometimes there will be photos and I do share that I lead a relationship conference and the details. But I will never force my way into an area where people do not agree with the woman using the gifts that I have. Tonight, I am going to end with Ephesians 6, verse 18 through 20. These were the words of Paul. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's peoples. Be alert. We are to be alert and always keep on praying for, here's your key word, all the Lord's people. And guess what? That even means me praying for those people who are believers in Jesus Christ, who have received Jesus Christ, who do not agree with the call on my life and how I carry it out. And it also means those people who do not agree with me are to be praying for me and for others that they do not agree with. Verse 19, pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. So my friends, I am ending with this word, the word that I began with and will end with the same word, stand firm. Be courageous, be strong and courageous, and do not give up. If you'd like to get in touch with me, contact me at relationshipswithnancy at gmail.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.